0: What's going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest Birds Banter podcast, a section of Eagles Nation. My name is Matt, and I'm a Twitter admin for PHL Eagles Nation. And today, I'm joined by Logan Banker. How's it going,
1: guys? This is Logan. Uh, I'm a Eagles Nation blogger,
0: and Sean McMenamin.
1: Hey, guys. This is Sean. I'm a blogger for Eagles Nation as well.
0: So today, we're going to change things up a little bit for you viewers, and. Through this channel now, we'll provide you with shorter, more specialized podcasts on the Eagles' games and updates to make you stay informed on what's going on, and today we'll be analyzing the big win versus the Bears.
2: Yeah, so the Eagles beat the Bears, as everyone know, uh, knows, 16-15 to 15 in the wild card round. They went into Chicago in a very tough environment. Chicago's one of the most difficult places to play, and uh, they came out with the win. Golden Tate had the game winning touchdown, and to me, the biggest takeaway, the best thing that happened from that game was, even though... Nick Foles did have the two turnovers, even though Avante Maddox did drop two picks. um, The Eagles still found a way to come out on top against the top-ring defense. And as long as they can um, sure up those mistakes, and they'll be looking good for next week against the Saints. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think um, you said that Avante Maddox, too, dropped interceptions. I think one good thing to take away from that game was how the secondary played because – Although Mitch Trubisky and the um, Bears receivers aren't top-notch in the league, the Eagles were, like, one of the worst secondaries a couple weeks ago, and they kind of united together. And you see LeBlanc making great plays. Maddox, I mean, if he's one step um, faster, he's he's making both those interceptions, maybe a little bit taller. Like, eventually, he's going to get that ball. Both of those had potential for being a pick-six. Um I think everybody in that secondary is just kind of coming together now. And as we saw last year, um, the guys in the secondary would get injured and then just be one more guy stepping in. And it's great to see that some of these guys who we didn't know if they've had a role this year, they're now starting and doing very well in their starting role.
1: Yeah, those are great points. And like Logan said, I really think the resiliency of this team has come out and shown that despite all the adversity they faced – whether it be injuries, tough tough losses, especially against the Saints. They've rebounded, come back from those tough games, and I really think they've got definitely got their confidence. is probably at the highest level it's been all year. They got their swagger back, and the defense ha- is playing much better and peaking at the perfect time right now. And I think if the offense can protect the ball uh, on Sunday's game and Foles can continue to put together long drives like he did on Sunday, and the defense puts some pressure on Breeze and makes him throw hurried passes, I really think they're going to have a good shot to defeat the Saints in New Orleans on Sunday.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I want to build a little bit upon uh, what Matt said, and um, even though this is probably a longer conversation for another day, but the secondary is really giving uh, the organization an interesting discussion that they'll have to have in the offseason with Darby out with Jalen Mills out and Ron, Rodney McLeod, because the secondary, they could be better, but they're really playing very well, and they're playing just as good as they were last season. And um, the guys that they have right now in the secondary, other than Malcolm Jenkins, they're very cheap, and they're all young. So it's it's great that these guys have developed so quickly. And as I wrote in, in my article the other day, it's honestly safe the season because the Eagles will do not make it this far without Avante uh, Maddox, Craven LeBlanc, guys like that stepping up.
0: Yeah, and we are um, might be able to get Sydney Jones back. And I was um, going back and forth with a few people on Twitter about this yesterday. I don't think Sidney Jones should immediately go back into the starting role because the defense has been doing so well with him out. He's been out of the game for a few weeks now. I think just let um, the secondary right now see what they can do. Even if Jones is available, come in as depth or special teams or something. Obviously, he's a very good piece to plug in, but like the whole Foles-Wentz debate, like if it's, if Wentz is healthy, should we put him back in over Foles? If Foles is working, if the secondary is working, don't change what we have going on right now.
2: Yeah, I agree with Sidney uh, Jones thing because we kind of saw this, the Cowboys game in Dallas. He He was healthy going into that game, but as we know, he's been very injury-prone. And then something happened, but the uh, deep or um, Jim Schwartz decided to stick with him a little too long, even though he was 100%. and They kind of shot themselves in the foot because he got burnt a few times during that game by Mari Cooper, and they really can't afford to have that happen against the Saints with such a little margin for error.
1: Okay. Yeah, for sure. I think the secondaries, cornerbacks uh, and safeties, they really put themselves in good positions to earn stops, and I mean, and they've also allowed the uh, offense to do their job, put together points, and going on. I'm switching the topic here, sorry, but uh, for the receivers, I really think it was sort of when Wentz um, went down with an injury and Foles came in, I really thought they stepped up and were getting catches and touchdowns and really proved to be like big parts of our Our uh, last few wins uh, to conclude the regular season and going into the postseason. And Golden Tate definitely had one of his better games this past weekend. So I think if Foles continues to spread the ball around like he has been doing, it's really going to work out well. And I think we'll be in a good spot against the Saints.
2: Yeah. Um, One more development, too, that we saw in the Bears game, which I don't think too many people are really focusing on that much, is the usage of Josh Adams. We saw him Emerge early in the season and, um, myself included. A lot of people thought that he would be the running back of the future. He would be the every down back for them. He'd be a really go-to runner for them. And he only had one carry in the Bears game and whether some people have different viewpoints about it. But to me, I think it's the fact that they just don't trust Josh, Josh Adams because he does have the fumble issues. He kind of fell off towards the end of the season. And, um, I think it kind of speaks volumes to how they look at him going forward to over the off season. So that's like I said, with the, um, uh, secondary thing. It's a, another conversation for another day, but that was a, another interesting development in the Bears game.
0: Yeah, I think the running game was definitely the worst part of that game because um, sometimes in the drives they would they would go through and out, but they would run two running plays and get probably like two yards total out of it. And it was so frustrating to see because the offense could never get going because you'd see small or Sproles either run for a loss or just make it back to the line of scrimmage. And I think they they kept trying the run and trying it until later in the game they kind of try to get away from it a little bit more just because they saw that the passing was working much better than the running game. But the beginning of the game, I mean, they couldn't get anything going on offense because Smallwood, Sproles, and then Josh Adams won carry. I mean, they were going nowhere with it. I think it's very important to find that stability. I know the Bears' um, defensive line is great, but find a stability in the run game run Josh Adams more, run Smallwood more, find, find your guy and just stay with him. Maybe bounce it outside sometimes, run up the middle in between tackles, just switch it up, try to find something that'll work.
1: Yeah, those are all great points. And I think Josh – I would have liked to see Josh Adams definitely more than they played him on Sunday's game because I think with the power he has, he probably could have gained a few more yards than maybe Smallwood was getting or Sproles, just because the Bears have a great defensive line, but definitely, I think we definitely will need to get the running game going in New Orleans just so we can maybe exploit the run-pass offense that was so successful last year with Wentz, even though, granted, it's Foles. I still think he can execute it well, and the offense will be rolling if they can do that.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't expect to see Adams too much next week just because of the fumble issue. Um, Sproles and Smallwood don't Uh, nearly have as bad as a fumble issue and like I said before in a game like against the Saints where you have to score pretty much every drive to uh, keep pace you can't afford to have a turnover especially say it's in in your own territory and now instead of you scoring you're setting up the other team to score and in the playoffs that can pretty much be the end of of your season right there
0: Mm -hmm. so this game was definitely nerve-wracking I mean going into the game we knew it was going to be close we knew the Bears defense was top-notch but they ended up getting the win and uh, we're going to share with you guys just kind of how we experience the game. Um, so from my perspective, I'm watching the game from my dorm room at Pitt. A couple friends are in the room. And I just remember seeing the Eagles drive down the field, getting to the two-yard line, and they couldn't get the ball in. Well, next thing you know, it's fourth down. And I'm thinking, are they going to even score? Are they even going to get to the goal line? And then Golden Tate saves the day. We all go crazy. But then the two-point conversion, um, I mean, there's a picture going around online that shows that Smallwood might have broke the plane, but they ruled that he did not. And next thing you know, the Bears have a few great plays. Tariq Cohen with a big kickoff return, and the Bears are in field goal range. Um, I remember, like, my heart was pounding watching that first field goal go in when Doug Peterson iced him, and then the second one just seen the ball go off the upright thinking that it was going to squeeze in somehow that it dropped straight down the crossbar i mean we just all went crazy I mean, it was the greatest feeling ever
2: yeah absolutely that was probably the by far the most exhilarating moment watching a game since the super bowl for me um i kind of i have a ritual where i always wear the same thing for every game and then when the bears got up 15-10 i was like all right i got to make a change. so I decided to take my shoes off for some reason I don't know why I just <laughs> decided to do that <laughs> but um so it's 15:10, and then down uh, going down the field is Nick Foles and the Eagles and when it's fourth down and at the two I'm like oh man it can't end like this and I'm it's ringing to my head the memories of the Falcons game last year mm-hmm. and how it was the exact same situation even the timing everything the score and then I see Nick Foles roll out to the right. I'm like, oh, you have to be kidding me. It's going to end just like the Falcons <laughs> yep. did last year. Yeah. And then he flings it over a golden tape. He even had to drop down his arm. And it was incredible. I was jumping up and down. I even hit my head on the ceiling. I was so excited. <laughs> but um, <laughs> nice. And then when the Bears are going down, when uh, Cody Parkey's lining up for the field goal, he kicked the first one. I was like, oh, man, that looked really easy. Like, he's probably going to make this next one. And then he kicks a, one after that. And it gets tipped. At the, at the time, we didn't know it was tipped, and then it hits a crossbar. I'm like, oh, it's definitely going to just fall in. hits a crossbar again, and then it's falling forward. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is actually going to hit the ground. And it, hit, it hit the ground, and we won. I I just <laughs> laid
1: down. I was like, oh, man,
2: that was the most stressful experience of my life.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, like you said, Logan, that was – that. I had flashbacks from the Falcons game last year, and we knew it would come down to the final drive, and, man, it was just so nerve-wracking. So, yeah, from my experience, I was – at my cousin Pat's house, and I was with all my cousins, uncles, aunts. And so the final drive with where Golden Tate got into the end zone, right when he got in, we all went crazy. That was that was just pure joy after that. And then the two-point conversion came, and personally, when I, when I initially saw it, I thought he definitely crossed the line. But due to the fact they ruled that he didn't get it on the field, I thought it was going to be really tough to reverse the call, which was, in fact, true, and they didn't. So for the final drive for the Bears, I was just, first off, I don't know, the kickoff, I was very nervous about that, like how we kind of looped it. I don't know. It was a different strategy. I guess they went into that. But the long kickoff, and then they were driving, like you said, I was just like, oh, no, it can't end like this. So then um, when Cody Parkey stepped up the – take the kick, Michael Bill goes, well, he did hit the upright four times in a game, I was, and I started to think, yeah, he could actually really miss this one. So, right after Doug Peters and Iced him, th- and thank God he did, which was the best decision, obviously, and in the, the press conference after the game, he said he didn't have any doubt, or he was always going to call the timeout to ice him, which worked out great. So, when Cody Parkey took the next kick, I was just and it hit the post. I thought it was going to somehow fall back in, like you said, Logan. But right, so after that, I just focused my attention on the refs. And right when they signaled no good, I just went crazy. We all were jumping up and down just like you were. And it was probably like, the ha- I was. we were just so happy. And it was pure joy. And I haven't felt that since probably the Super Bowl last year. So overall, it was a great game one of the best playoff games in recent Eagles memory, and hopefully we can win next week and keep going.
0: Yep, I agree. Absolutely. Um, So make sure you guys stay tuned for our next episodes. Hope you guys enjoyed, and go
1: Eagles. Go Birds.